What the hell are you thinking is the show that talks about everything you thought you knew? I mean, well, not everything. We, we don't do math. But the kind of things that make the world the way it is today. Confusing, annoying, contradictory, and often extremely stupid. Join host Dave Bledsoe as he explores the past 50 years or so and explains how dumb things were then and why they're even dumber now because those things happen. You can listen every Monday morning at whatthehellpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. A demon has taken my life from me, and he's living it better than I do. Uh, well, we're working on it. There has to be a way to get to Buffy to unhypnotize her. I'll find a spell to snap her out of it. Right. Whatever. Xander, you sound a little... You have to help me figure this out, you know. But I never help. I get in trouble and Buffy saves me. That's not true. Sometimes we all help to save you. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Buffy. We're just two boys watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for our first time giving our review or reaction. We're your hosts. I'm Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 3, titled The Replacement, directed by James A. Consner, written by Jane Espenson. Original air date October 10th, 2000, to an audience of 5.34 million people. And we're going to kick it off right now with some sh 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 shout outs for people that have gotten us some stuff off of our Amazon wish list. We got uh, some stuff from JL, our Discord user, and Surly Neighbors. Thank you both so, so very much. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, really in having a good time with that. I uh, don't think we have any regular shout-outs in terms of reviews. I didn't get any Spotify DMs, didn't get any Apple Podcasts rating reviews. But, yeah, join our Discord. We have a lot of good stuff going on in there. Yeah. How are you doing, Vance? I am good. What do you think about initial thoughts on the replacement? Um... We're doing a lot of body switch stuff. Oh, yeah, we are. Even though there's a little twist to this one, it's fine. Um, yeah. We find out a lot of information about stuff that we've been, like, mentioning. Oh, yeah, we do. So oh, that's something. Oh, yeah, we do. And my lord. Yeah. Is it confusing? Confusing? Is Yeah. Huh. I'm confused. By what? How the hell Anya affords to live in a place like she does. <laughs> I'm confused why it's a big deal she lives in that place. And they don't just go there. Yeah. All the time. Dude. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, but a little plug up top. This is still relatively new. But uh, seems like you guys enjoyed the fashion report. I appreciate that fashion report support. So... Looks like we'll be continuing doing that. That's every Thursday on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Boys Watching Buffy, where we do Boys Watching Angel and Boys Watching Movies, where we just reviewed Renfield. 
and a lot of content coming your way, guys. So be on the lookout for that. And that's a good time. Also, I want to do a little plug. I know that we talked about our Amazon wish list, uh, and uh, we decided to up our game. We got a thing called a throne. We? Which, <laughs> yeah, we got a thing called a throne. Everybody's been like, what if we want to get, not everybody, but one person was like, what if we want to get you something that's not on Amazon? Because we ran into some limited Buffy stuff on Amazon, and we all know that the Etsy is where the good Buffy stuff is. So we made a throne, which is like an Amazon wish list that is uh, not limited to Amazon. So we'll have that link somewhere. But also, thank you so much for your generosity. You guys have been very kind to us. And uh, yeah, some of the stuff that you guys have gotten will make uh, appearances on the fashion report. So there we freaking go, everybody. All right. Shall we get into the replacement here, Vance? Yes. All right. So the episode opens up with a recap of Dawn being like, nobody knows who I am and nobody cares and everybody thinks Buffy's so cool and nobody asks me a question and nobody loves me. Get that recap. We get a recap of Anya getting knocked out, which is very confusing when this episode opens. <laughs> yeah. Because they made such a big deal about like, oh my God, she got punched in the face. Her head hit the ground. This is like some pretty serious head trauma. And then we open the episode and Anya has a, her arm in a sling. <laughs> I was like, sure. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it's it would be one thing if they didn't call out like, yeah. no, this is some head trauma. She needs to go to the hospital and she was knocked out and all fuzzy, like concussed. And yeah. then we open it with the arm in a sling. <laughs> it's like... Did they not? I don't know how in farm production they were with these two episodes, but did they not go? Mm. Oh, we're gonna have her in a sling the next episode. Can we just have? Can we just dub in? Oh, her arm looks bad into the yeah. previous episode. Like, <laughs> or don't yeah. show? Or don't show the recap where he talks about her head and instead yeah. just see her get punched and fall, and then yes. edit that out. Like, there's so many ways to like not make it about the head and then arm. Yeah. It's yeah. very funny. Very <laughs> funny to me. Just like, don't show Riley. She needs to go to the emergency room for the concussion. <laughs> yeah. So it's Riley, Buffy, Xander, and Anya in Xander's basement watching some kind of martial arts movie. And you can hear off in the distance Xander's family come home and they're arguing. And it sounds like some very serious domestic violence going on upstairs. And everyone downstairs is like... Oh, man, that sounds kind of wacky. It sounds pretty weird. <laughs> like, it's awkward, but they're not taking it seriously. I mean, I think they do a good job with this. This is like if you were at someone's place and their parents were arguing and you don't know where to look. I yeah. think that's what well, they're doing. Um, I don't know. Just the tone of it felt weird to me. It was just like well, this people kind of scratching their heads. Like, this, scene oh. has, this scene has like three or four things trying to establish in this like weird basement where they're just sitting awkwardly. Um, yeah and the thing about xander's parents besides restless and besides him saying some stuff and like maybe that christmas amends episode where we see the family fighting or whatever yeah or we him don't, sleeping out on the yeah, lawn we don't get a lot of xander's family stuff but we get mm -hmm. a lot of them being in his basement mm -hmm. and this is the first time we've heard this yeah 
Like, yeah. we might need to sprinkle it in a couple times, you know? Like, Giles has been there. Riley has been, like, uh, having withdrawals and running upstairs. Like, you know, it's like, more, it's so much stuff. It's more like whenever people are in his basement, they complain about, like, oh, we're in a dank basement. Yeah. It's not like, we can hear your parents fighting yeah. all night long. Like, like Anya has come like, in through the front door and come down the steps. Like, yeah. Yeah. So here's one of the things that they're trying to establish. It's Buffy taking school seriously out of nowhere. Or, or is this Slayer stuff? Slayer studying. Okay. Well, she's reading about medieval times and she's not really paying attention to the movie at all. And Riley's kind of like, hey, Buffy, like everything good? Like you're not paying attention to the movie. And Buffy's like, oh, yeah, I'm just like catching up on my studying. Uh, I guess I could take a, a break from the violence too. Closes the book, watches the movie. It's like kung fu, martial arts. She's like violence. Did, did you not think that she was going to read that book when she walked over to Xander's basement with a giant history <laughs> <Textbook>. book? <laughs> hey, we're going over to Xander's watch martial arts movie. Okay, I'm going to bring my giant book. Yeah. Um, apparently, Xander has a cat also that peed on a hot plate. Yeah. But. Yeah, then uh, so Riley sees that how stressed Buffy is about all this stuff. So he starts massaging her and then Xander looks over and he's like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, Anya's feeling pretty shitty, too. Let me massage Anya. Like, uh, I'll be a good boyfriend, too. So he starts massaging Anya and Anya's like, ow, what the fuck are you doing? I have a dislocated shoulder, you piece of shit. Why are you touching me? And he's like, sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is like the first uh, injury that people have sustained fighting these people. <laughs> like, they've been knocked out and stuff, but like, we don't get lingering. We never come back to yeah. an episode and like, <laughs> you know, like, Willow's on crutches or anything. Yeah. 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 Well, no, uh, uh, Spike was in a wheelchair for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway. So then all those invalid vampires that you see. (laughs) So then Buffy is like critiquing the action in the martial arts movie. She's like, oh, this isn't realistic. You would go after the big guy first and blah, blah, blah. And Riley is kind of like, hey, Buffy, it's just a movie, dude. Like, calm down. And then Buffy's like, well, if Willow was here, she'd be critical of witchcraft. If if there was witchcraft in a movie and like she'd be here watching a witchcraft movie. And be pissed about it. And Xander was like, yeah, she'd be all like, yeah, a cauldron? Who uses a cauldron anymore? Cut to a demon using a big cauldron wishing for the death of the Slayer. Yep. And then we get to our intro credits. And then we come back and it's time for Xander to start looking for an apartment. He has decided he's going to move out. He can't stand living in his basement anymore and hearing his family arguing all the time so he's looking for an apartment in this outfit that looks ridiculous he looks insane we'll talk about it more on the fashion report but just know that xander is our former champ and he is how the mighty have fallen uh he's got a ace ventura look going yes he does and i kind of get what they're going for just so you can have the uh contrast so it, I understand it. I almost had a problem with Riley's jacket in this one. It looks like yeah, it's too big. It's too big, and it but it looks like he's dressed like 
It looked like he's wearing the Slayer's like clothes in a weird way. It was like a weird mix of like Slayer clothes and Giles's clothes. It was weird when he was sitting on the mattress kissing Buffy and just the way it was falling. That was that's when it looked weird to me. Um, yeah, yeah. But they're looking for an apartment. This is their first uh, kind of foray into apartment hunting, and they go in, and it's this humongous apartment, like giant, lovely, huge, like windows. Looks, I don't know, I don't know what Wait, they are thinking with this. Where's Riley living? Like, I, I wish we would have figured out that. Yeah, um, we do see Riley driving for the first time. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I mean, we get a lot. We get Anya's apartment. We get, we get Riley driving, going seventy yeah. miles per hour. Yeah, um, looked like on just like a pedestrian street too. Like <laughs> that's that's all there is. A a yeah. yeah, but. Anya loves this apartment. She's like, this is great. He'll take it. Yeah. And Xander's like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Let me let, let me look around. So they're walking around. This uh, apartment uh, realtor lady is showing them around like, hey, here's all this stuff. Here's the kitchen. Here's the living room. Bedroom's through there. And Xander goes to look into the bedroom. And Riley and Buffy are like on the bed making out. And Xander's like, guys, really? Save it for the bedroom. And they're like, oh. This is the bedroom. And Xander's like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's like, this isn't anyone's bedroom right now. Like, this is so weird. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was very weird and very rude. Very rude. They're trying to christen Xander's apartment before he even signs the (laughs) lease, Vance? That's rude. It's not Xander's apartment until he signs the lease. Oh, okay, fair. So uh, Xander gets an application for it. And the lady is like, all right, well, here's the application and you're going to need all the, we're going to need a credit check. We're going to need first month rent, last month rent, security deposit. The total's all the way at the bottom. And Xander's like, wait a minute, what? I thought you just needed like references. This is my first time apartment hunting. And the, the realtor's like, no idiot. Like this is, this is an intense process. And Xander's like, all right, well, let me take the application. I'll think it over. And Anya's like, just take it. We need to live here. I can't stay in your shitty ass basement anymore. This place is great and I love it and I want to stay here. Just get it. And Xander's like, dude, you have your own place. It's not like you'd be living here. And then Anya is just like fucking rude as hell in this scene. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, just work for more money if you can't afford it. Why don't you just fucking work harder? Like, it's not hard, Xander. Just get more money and you can have your stupid Scooby meetings here. You can do all this stuff here. Like, I just don't get why you... And this goes back to our thing of like, what does Anya know and what doesn't she know? And does she not know how the world works or money works? And she's just so insanely rude and everybody... This like made, the rest of the Scooby gang, sense to me at the end. Well, the rest of the Scooby gang is like there, and they're all looking like, "Oh, this is awkward." And the realtor lady's like, "Ooh, this is weird." This, for me, the weirdest thing is the realtor lady later after seeing this, uh, after seeing everything she saw here, for her to do what mm-hmm. she does later makes no sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I was just like, damn, Anya, they're fucking tumbling down the likability rankings. My thought here was that I was like, is Anya pregnant? <laughs> Honestly, I think that's what they're yeah. alluding to. Because 
later we have a childbirth statue that at Giles's place. Yeah, you know, that's still kind of mislead they're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, because that's the only way she'd be so adamant about like we need to do this together. Like he's like, why do you need this? He's like, we, I just we have to. And he's like, what, dude? If that prediction's right, it's not. No, that's I, not a prediction because it's not. She explains at the end why she's acting yeah, the way she but, is. But it could also be something. I mean, it is hinting towards that. I, I'm saying I think this is a mis. I think that was a mislead. Um, it could be a double mislead Vance. Gotcha. <laughs> is she pregnant oh, with the wolf's baby? <laughs> You're really fighting for these things, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> but anyway, so after they fight in front of everybody, we go over to the magic shop and Giles is like checking out the inventory and, and putting some stuff away. And then the demon from right before the credits shows up, the one that was using the cauldron. And Giles is like, oh, no, it's a demon in here. And he's like, where's the slayer? And then Giles is like, oh, she's um, right over here. And he grabs his statue and just like, he first grabs some other kind of talisman. And he shows it to the demon. Demon's like, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. And then Giles is like, well, what about this? And he shows another one. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm just here for the Slayer. And then he pulls out that fertility statue. And then the demon's like, that's a fucking fertility statue. Like, what? I'm not here for you. Where's the Slayer? And then Giles is like, all right. And then he turns around and then tries to beat the shit out of this demon with the fertility statue. And then the demon just kind of punches him out. And I thought we were going to get knocked out, Giles. Mm-hmm. But he has developed a chin over these past few years. <laughs> yeah he just kind of like flies into some boxes and he's like i don't think people who get knocked out often get less knocked out i don't think it's something like you build a couch over i think it's (laughs) (laughs) no yeah you're you're more uh prone to being knocked out after being knocked out that many times yeah but uh so yeah after he gets punched down uh the demon's kind of like look my beef isn't with you I'm looking for the Slayer. You, I feel like you're connected to the Slayer, so let her know that I'm looking for her. And Jow's like, okay. And I guess I'll just go hide again and not just wait for her to show up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dude, this, this is like one of those episodes where the demon plays like the tiniest role. Kind of like in Earshot. Uh, and then, oh, there was another one where it was like that. But... It's something like that, where it's yeah. like a background actor. I, it makes me question how much he really wants to get Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't really want it. Yeah. But uh, so after the demon leaves majestically and floating on a little like cloud, it seems like Giles is relaying to the gang, the Scooby gang, about how he stood up to this demon. And he's like, yeah, I took this statue. And I was like, huh, huh, yeah and then everyone's like whoa that's crazy so you beat up the demon and and there's like well i mean i mean not really uh but i did i did hit it with some stuff and they're like oh so did it hit you and he's like i mean yeah it punched me across the room but i mean i'm just kind of stoked that i'm not unconscious or dead that's a that's a w for me (laughs) and they're like okay cool and then Riley's like, I mean, I hate to say I told you so. Or Xander's like, I hate to say I told you so. But uh, 
owning this place, we did kind of tell you that this is a dangerous proposition. Mm-hmm. And it's not even open yet, and you're already getting yeah. beaten. <laughs> it's funny when Riley grabs the statue and swings it, it has like that big whoosh, like that sound yeah. of like real force. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, then yeah. he's like, so you beat it with this statue? Here, let me try. <laughs> And Willow's like, oh, that's a statue of a fertility <laughs> god yeah. or whatever. And then Willow's looking up the name of the demon or Giles is. Somebody is. Willow hands Giles a book. What do you think of the Scoobies meeting at the magic shop for the first time? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you feel about this? Like, how do you like this? Layout? I think that I like it more later. But in this scene, it's weird because Willow and Buffy are just kind of like sitting on the floor. Yeah, they don't have their table. They don't have the library vibe yet. Yeah, they need to have a table or some chairs. Like at Giles's place, they had chairs and a table. Here, they're just kind of like sitting on yeah. the ground, and like, still like not unpacked, so it's like cluttered. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, not a big fan. But they figure out the name of the demon. His name is Toth, uh, and then they try to force in some joke about British slang, but not really good. Uh, so they get a little profile of what Toth is, and he is focused and sophisticated, and uh, the, he has like this very intense focus. And he wants to kill the Slayer, and so he's going to be focused about it. And Riley's like, "Well, let's let's find out where he is, so I can go and kill it." And uh, sure, yeah, sure, Riley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna get. You're going to get your ass kicked. Buffy is not even like phased anymore by this stuff. Like she's just (laughs) like, oh, there's a demon that showed up, almost killed Giles and wants to kill me. All right. Mm. (laughs) Who wants ice cream? What else is new? (laughs) (laughs) So Giles is like, I kind of have a hint about where this demon will be based off of its smell. And they're all like, oh, what does it smell like? What's it smell like? And Giles is like, it had a very potent, pungent smell and they're like, all right, so what do you think? And then it cuts to the gang at the city dump. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how Giles figured that it was a dump smell. Yeah. Like, I guess it smelled like trash. Like, couldn't that Poop? just be a dumpster? Like, what? Like, I don't know. All these vampires live underground and stuff. Like, for him to be like, oh, this is definitely the city dump. I smelled well, it on we... Spike all the time. Like, you know. <laughs> If we went back to that scene before the intro, he's not at the city dump with his cauldron. It seems like he's in a cave or something. Yep. Eh, Whatever. So they go to the city dump and they see Spike there who is scavenging. He is now an urban forester. uh, (laughs) Scavenger. And they're like, what are you doing here, Spike? And he's like, I'm just I'm getting some trinkets and stuff. Look at this. Isn't this cool? He's got a shopping cart. And uh, so they're like, well, we're looking for a demon. Have you seen a demon with long, flowy robes? Skin looks like it's fallen off. Crazy green eyes. And Spike's like, you mean like that demon that's right behind you? And they turn around and they play like this really intense music. And I thought it was going to be a fake out. I did too. I 100% thought it was going to be a fake out. Yeah, I thought it was like Spike playing a little (laughs) cheeky little prank on him. But it's not. Uh, The demon is right there. (laughs) And the demon's like, yeah, I'm going to attack you. And Spike's like, hell yeah, get him. Kill the girl. I hate her. <laughs> and I still so, don't understand how this the twist is going to happen where they get to. I don't know. Yeah. 
yeah uh, how they get there is beyond my scope of understanding yeah. right now it has to be this season or next right <laughs> it has to be I the end of the season i have no clue but um the demon has like a demon shooty gun thing uh he has sh- a roman candle shooter that's all it's, oh, okay it looks okay. like a, it looks like a roman candle see i've never used a roman candle did you no but have you ever seen one being used no do you even no, know what it that's is? That's why I said a, a little demon gun shooter thing. Do you know what a Roman candle is? Is it like a firework thing where you? Yeah. It's like a stick where fireworks shoot out of it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All I don't right. know. I never played with those. We had yeah. bottle rockets. We had those. All right. Yeah. You put them in a bottle and shoot them out. You don't have to experience everything and know other things. You know. Okay, Vance. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played with it, so I can't even figure out what the name. Well, I've heard of Roman candles yeah, before. That's I I never... I like, if you, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's shooting his Roman candle gun at at the gang, and they're dodging for a little bit, and then he tries to shoot Buffy. Buffy gets out of the way, and it just blasts Xander right in the freaking chest, and he goes flying, flies into some trash, and then the demon just goes away. Yeah. Why? He's, yeah, like this is what we're saying. Like he's not really trying. He's such a, and then he disappears for the rest of the episode until it's time to die. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's a there's so many logic. Like, why are they doing this? Why aren't? Why isn't this happening in this episode? Where I was just like, what? Why are you doing this? Yeah, this, and this is one of them. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about the demon at this point running away as much because, but then at the end, I'm like, oh yeah. He has not been around at all. Yeah. And he just kind of so, lucked out with them coming to the dump. Because. Yeah. Why would you expect them to come here? And why did no the idea. whole team go? <laughs> like, Jobs, I'm like, uh, I guess I'll follow you. It's safer <laughs> than the magic shop. Yeah, true. Um, so Xander gets blasted. The demon goes away. And then the gang all huddles around Xander. Like, Xander, oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, ah. I kind of hurt, kind of hurt. And they pick him up and they're walking him. And he's just like, ah, yeah, this this doesn't feel too great. And as they're walking away, they're like, all right, well, let's get some rest. Let's heal you up, Xander. They walk away and we cut over to where Xander was shot. And there is another Xander there. And he is still there and all fucked up. So then. Well, I just want to say this. For the Xander defense. Uh, he pushed Buffy out of the way and took a blaster shot to the chest. Oh, he pushed her out of the way. Yeah. Oh. Wait, what do you... I thought that Buffy just dodged and he was standing there. No, I think he, like, gets in front of it. No. Well, there we they, go. I, be, I That's the way I think I saw it. I don't think she moved out of the way and just let him get hit. I think he stepped in and took the hit for her. Wow. Vance, this is as close as you'll get to being in the Xander debate channel. So (laughs) appreciate your contributions. I'm just stating that. That's all. (laughs) Just putting another another little argument on one side for you guys. Don't worry. Xander will do something stupid later in this episode. Oh, he does something stupid in this episode. He does a bunch of stupid stuff in this episode. Um, So it's the next day and Xander that was in the trash wakes up and he's like, oh, wow, my head hurts. Man, this is crazy. Guys, where, why am I waking up in the trash? This is crazy. 
So then he wakes up and he's like, I got to go home. Starts walking home, goes to his home and he tries to open the door and he's, and it's locked. And he's just like, Anya, are you in there? Huh? He's knocking on the door. Nobody answers. He gets up. He's looking through the window and through the window, he sees replacement Xander. And I know we talked about a while ago that Xander has a twin brother, the actual yes. actor. Yes. Nicholas Brendan. And it is portrayed here by his twin brother, Kelly Donovan. That is his twin brother? Yep. In most of these like scenes. Because the split screens in this are amazing. So I was like... Because his yeah, brother they're... doesn't... I've seen a picture of his brother. His brother looks like him, but they don't look fully identical. Well, I think they did a good job of like fussing up yeah. between the two of them yeah. to make them look enough alike. But yeah. based on what we know later on in this episode, mm. it was a good dichotomy. But I looked up uh, Kelly Donovan before this to see a picture of him. And he does look like Nicholas Brendan. And I mean, they do some really good stuff like where they're like over the shoulder and stuff. It's not just like, hey, here's a split screen clearly mm-hmm. like they're like interacting with each other overlapping and it's like really nice like yeah yeah because i was thinking the same thing too yeah. where i was like well i know that he has a twin brother but i don't know if he's like an identical twin yeah but then some of the scenes in this episode i was like there's no way that's a split screen they're like yeah. touching each other yeah, right. <laughs> and like the technology just wasn't there we're not doing face replacements on body like, yeah. yeah it's yeah. Dude, I mean, based on all of the CG stuff that we've seen and then like green screen shit that we've seen, like <laughs> yeah. there's no way that they could have pulled this off. Yeah. It's, um, it's not like when Vamp Willow and other Willow are together. I like, yeah, obviously like just split screen. They can't cross over. It's behind the person who can cover their face or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they do a better job of having the two Xanders than they do with like the stunt woman for Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, when you uh, see those clips, you're like, that's not Sam Michelle Keller yeah, at all. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a jacked dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so Xander's peering through the window and he sees replacement Xander. And that is how I will be describing this Xander, Fair replacement enough. Xander. So he's like, what the hell? There's two Xanders? That's me, but I'm me. How is this possible? Oh, fuck. I got to call Buffy. I got to call Buffy. And I was like, smart. That is a, That should be number one priority. Call Buffy. Or just, so, or just go to Buffy? Or just go to Buffy, which is what I am going to be harping on throughout <laughs> this episode. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go call Buffy. Number like, Also, like, how does he not have a key to his own house? How come he doesn't just go through the front? Like, how is he locked out of his own house? Well, I don't think he wanted to go in while demon him was in there okay but he fair enough could have gone to giles's the magic shop like so many things he could have done there's so many things instead he goes to a payphone which what a relic Mm -hmm. what a relic people these days like gen z people i don't think they even know what a payphone is you see them on tv and movies and you're like huh all right yeah Dude, there was a whole goddamn movie about it. Phone booth, Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Takes place at one phone booth, the entire movie. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. Did you enjoy it? I remember thinking it was very not good. 
they did as much as they could for what it was, but not yeah, it's yeah. If it if it wasn't for that gimmick, I don't think anyone even referenced it ever, and I don't think it gets yeah. referenced often. This might be yeah. the first well, time it's been brought up. We're hey, bringing it back, everybody. <laughs> Phone booths starring Colin Farrell. <laughs> All of a sudden, it gets like five watches, and someone's like, "Who is?" <laughs> So Xander's at a phone booth and he's like on the phone with the operator and he's like, yeah, the, the phone booth ate my quarter. And then out of nowhere, he like finds a quarter. And he's like, oh, I don't need your help anymore. So I got a quarter. And as he's like doing this argument, replacement Xander walks by and Xander's like, oh, I don't need to call Buffy anymore. I'm going to follow replacement Xander. What? why yeah yeah i don't know i mean that was when i was just like dude don't give up on call call buffy still and then follow him yeah or go to buffy or attack him from behind he doesn't do anything to this replacement xander at all well it would have been one thing if he if you know what they could have done they could have done that thing where they keep missing each other like that Xander leaves uh, his place and then he comes in and he's like oh shit I'm gonna be late for work and then he gets mm-hmm, to work mm-hmm. and then he's at the work and he's like oh man they're like what are you doing here I thought you were in the boss's office and he's like what and he goes to the boss's office and sees like you know but yeah. whatever I mean there's different ways to do it but it's like Z- Xander weren't you just here you just ordered a coffee back again <laughs> <laughs> what the espresso pump? like yeah we could have had a bunch of yeah yeah but instead, he starts to follow replacement Xander sneakily. Uh, then we cut to Buffy at her place, and Buffy's gathering weapons to fight this demon Toth. And Riley's there, and then they are talking, and they share a kiss, and they're smooching. And then Dawn is in the hallway watching this, and she's just like, ew, 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 ew. And for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, Dawn is now in this. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the last episode was such a heavy focus on her yeah. and like, whoa, what's the mystery? And now we're at this Xander thing. And this is like the only scene that Dawn is in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the, what, what are they doing? <laughs> I, my notes on this is Riley is worried and I'm not sure why he's worried for some reason. Um, and then uh, Dawn is being annoying. Yeah, Dawn does the whole Buffy He's like, oh, get out of my room. And Dawn's like, I'm not in your room. I'm in the hallway. Nana, nana, boo, boo. And then Joyce comes out and she's like, oh, this is my two teenage daughter headache that I have. These two teenage daughters that I totally, totally remember having. <laughs> <laughs> and then so Buffy is like, get out of here, Dawn. And Dawn's like, I'm in the hallway. And then Buffy's like, oh, you're in the hallway. Well. I'm just going to close my door. Slam. And I was like, why did, yeah. Yeah. Why is your door open anyway? That's that's what hit me. I was like, Mm -hmm. mom, Joyce is not even worried that Buffy's in her room with a grown ass man. (laughs) (laughs) And Joyce's room, it looks like is right across the hall from Buffy. All right. I was going to, I thought about that and I was like, oh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I didn't realize this, but. I never thought their room was straight across. Mm. But maybe. Yeah, me neither. But it's like Joyce comes out of her room like, oh, this is the my, yeah. my two teenage daughter headache that I have. Yeah, just close your door, Buffy. It was like the longest scene for something that was so simple to solve. Yeah. 
Yeah. But this scene, I guess, is just a reminder that Dawn exists. Yeah. <laughs> she really does exist, guys. Yeah, she does. The limit does not exist. Um, so then we go to a scene where Spike is in his little tomb crypt thing. And he's dressing up a mannequin like Buffy. And he's like, oh, hello there, Slayer. Oh, looking good, Slayer. And then he just kicks it in the face, knocks his head off. And he's like, oh, that felt good. All right. And I was like, he wants to kill the Slayer? Really? Still? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, like they're, they're, here's what I'll say. Like, there are evil people. The evil vampires and stuff, right? But not mm-hmm. all of them want to kill the Slayer. Like yeah, Mr. Trick's want to get by. Yeah, Mr. Trick's plan was never like, let's kill the Slayer. The mayor was never like, I need to kill the Slayer. Like, yeah. I think the only, like the cunning and conniving ones only want to kill the Slayer when the Slayer gets involved. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Slayer's going to be a problem. But they all know what Slayers are, too. Like, it's yeah. not like you're just a regular vampire. You saw a Slayer kill someone, and you're like, Fuck it, we gotta take her out. They know the history. They know that killing a slayer makes a new slayer. Yeah. So, like, wouldn't you just kidnap? And you would just want to kidnap a slayer. You wouldn't want to keep her alive. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like what? The, yeah, like just keep her alive, chained up, mm-hmm. under your surveillance. Yeah, if possible, if you can, because I mean, it's so few things that can lock them up. They break out. I guess of they just want the they just want the clout of being like I killed the Slayer, like it's a brag. Or the Slayer would end up in Memphis and not Sunnydale, and it wouldn't be your problem anymore. There you go. <laughs> Do you think if a Slayer, po- well, it's it's one thing because like remember when Faith first showed up, she was from Boston, from Boston, fucking wicked cool dude. Um, they her watcher sent her to Sunnydale. Like, you think if another Slayer popped up in I don't, Memphis? I don't know if her watcher sent him because her watcher was killed by that. Oh, you're guy right. And right like she was just right. like, she was on the run. Yeah. Do you think it's one of those things where it's like uh, they're attracted to the Slayer? Like, they need to be around it? At first, they were supposed to be attracted to the Hellmouth. Oh, yeah. But then the Hellmouth is closed. Or, I mean, that's originally why everyone was in Sunnydale. I mean, the Hellmouth, yeah. I guess, still exists. Um, it's like a beacon of light for demons and vampires. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, seems- I mean, it just doesn't make sense what Spike is doing, dude. Like, he's a world traveler. Like, he's traveled the world and he's just staying in Sunnydale. There's nothing for him there. He's still not trying to help his chip thing. Yeah. Like, like if he was digging in the garbage looking for like a lost gem or something or like I don't know. Some kind of scalpel. <laughs> Just a sharp piece of metal, <laughs> scrap metal. He <laughs> uh, gets tetanus or yeah. he's going to tetanus shot. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Spikes kicks this uh, mannequin in the face and he feels good about it. Um, so then we get replacement Xander at the construction site where real Xander works. And he replacement Xander grabs Xander's helmet and he starts doing construction stuff. And then his boss is like, hey, Harris, come over here. And then real Xander like shows up and he's spying on replacement Xander. He's like, what's going on here? Huh? And then so he's the boss pulls replacement Xander into his uh, little office thing. And he's talking to him and he's like, you know what, Harris, how long have you been working here? 
like three months-ish, about three months. And replacement Xander's like, yeah, it seems good. Seems about right. And he's like, well, you know what? I got to compliment you, man. Like, you've been doing some really great work here. And I'm really proud of you. And you know that this job is kind of winding down, uh, which is something they referenced earlier in the episode when they're talking about the application and how much regular Xander can afford the apartment. Um, but he's like, this job's winding down, but I, I really like you. I think you're a great worker. And I would like you to be like the manager, construction manager or something on this new job site. They say, I want you to head up the interior carpentry crew. There you go. Which is insane after only yeah. being three months on this site. Yeah. Especially based on what we see him do. But, like, like, he might be good at... We haven't seen him actually do much work. Like, we don't know how good he is at carpentry and all that stuff. But, like, to be hitting up this crew after three months? Good luck, man. These guys are going to be... <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. And the whole time that this conversation is happening, uh, replacement Xander has this coin mm -hmm. and he keeps like shining it in the, uh, the boss man's face. It's kind of like how like a sun reflects off of like a shiny surface and you can like kind of blind people with it. Yeah. He's doing that to his boss, which I was like, man, this is kind of rude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he was, uh, real Xander outside the window was like, how is he not seeing that coin? I'm like, yeah, man, it's like a beam of light just bouncing around that little interior of the construction uh, cabin. Thing. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, yeah, we're, we're going to offer you this new job at this new site. It's full time and it's higher pay. And I think you'd be perfect for it. And replacement Xander's like, hell yeah, you know what? I'll do it. And real Xander's out there spying in on this and is like, what? How did he get this new job? How did he get it before I did? I'm the one that did all the work. And I was like, this is his first interaction with anyone. Like, he didn't, <laughs> you did all this. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, because we get to that later scene where he's like, he's living my life better than me. I'm like, but he didn't do anything. Yeah, he hasn't done anything. Like, everybody thinks it's still you. Yeah. Like, and it makes, it makes sense when we get to the real twist at the end. But when I was yeah. watching it, I was like, how are you even thinking this? That's, dude, I was baffled. I was like, <laughs> what i would let this guy live or just fucking i mean he's not doing anything different besides yeah. dressing different i mean which yeah he maybe, is dressing which made me go wait xander has clothes like that <laughs> our reigning fashion champion has like normal-ish clothes well i don't even really like his normal-ish clothes here i prefer the flash but We'll get to it. You prefer what Xander, what uh, regular Xander's wearing to replacement Xander? That's hard. That's tough because <laughs> real Xander right now. Well, is you wearing... can save it for your report if you want. Fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, <laughs> but that's insane that you're even debating it. <laughs> I mean, it's just too plain. Like replacement Xander looks like a. I don't know. He just looks too plain. He looks like a guy who's getting a promotion and going to sign a lease. <laughs> True, yeah. he does. But anyway. So, yeah, Replacement Xander is like, hell yeah, all right, I got a new job. So then it cuts to Replacement Xander now signing the lease for that uh, fancy apartment that they looked at. And the realtor apartment lady is like seeming very flirty with him. 
And she's like, yeah, you know, I think that you're looking really good right now. I really like this new getup that you got. And this apartment's going to be great for you. And if you need anything, if you need anything at all, anytime, day or night, just call me. I'll put my home phone number here for you. Here we go. And real Xander is also spying in on this and hearing through the door like, what? Replacement Xander is even getting some some babes into him? This is bullshit. He's fucking not me. How is he living my life better than me? And I'm like, he's not. He is you. And also, what is this apartment lady doing? This is male fantasy 301, 501. <laughs> like, this is insane. She saw him walk in with a girl on the, with a sling on her arm getting in a weird yeah. argument talking about how he had no money he was about to lose this construction job he comes back she has credit checked him she yeah has seen his finances from she this knows application. he has no credit <laughs> she does not know that he got promoted to this uh and head of interior carpentry thing mm -hmm. you know what i mean like yeah what she knows is what she saw previously and nothing yes. about that guy was like yes He's got it together. Or she has like a home record kink or something. It has to be. Because <laughs> she knows that he's with a girl too. Like, yeah. And it what well, was basically like his whole purpose for getting this apartment was for her and to impress her. Yeah. And she's like, uh, well, you know, when she's not around, I can come around. I'm like, why do you like this just out of high school kid? <laughs> like, Well... It could be because during this whole conversation, replacement Xander is oh, yeah. shining the coin in her face as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another reason to be annoyed by this guy. Yeah. Maybe his penmanship was that good on the application. Maybe. Maybe. Dude. Or she saw that mushed up coin and was like, whoa, he's really balling. One of the worst lines happened at the construction site where the manager gives him a uh, the foreman gives him that promotion. And he's like, you know what you should do? You should take your lady out and celebrate. Yeah. He's like, I will. I think I will. I was like, <laughs> don't don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And you know what you should do? You should go home and like really, really plow your wife after this one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I would do after I got her this promotion. Like, <laughs> honey, put on the red panties. Where the <laughs> We're fighting McGregor tonight. <laughs> what is that from? It's from his Conor McGregor uh, interview where he was talking about how like anybody that fights him gets a ton of money. Mm -hmm. He's like, you should be thankful you're fighting me. And, he, and he's like talking directly to the guy he's fighting. He's like, you'll be like, oh, yeah, honey, break out the red panties. We're fighting McGregor. <laughs> the guy's like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? That's funny. But uh, so the apartment hunting or the apartment realtor lady, she steps outside. She like composes herself. She's like, oh, wow, man, I just got way, way too horny in front of that guy. <laughs> like, what just happened? <laughs> this is a guy you so met the other day. It's no way. Yeah. So she leaves and real Xander like pokes his head from around a corner because he doesn't want to be seen by this apartment lady. And he's like, what the fuck is going on here? And then he listens in. On, does he listen in on this conversation that replacement Xander has? He flips up his phone and 
he calls Anya and he's like, hey, Anya. She doesn't pick up because she's not listening to Xander. She's mad at Xander. And he's leaving a message and he's like, hey, Anya, it's me, Big Daddy Xander. Uh, I just signed the lease on that apartment. You know the one. I want you to come over here and meet me here at nine o'clock. All right. And then we get a peek into Anya's enormous, ornate bedroom situation that she has. Yes. I don't know if this is her whole place. Like, uh, we just see the bedroom. It's very mm-hmm. ornate. It's very, oh, she used to be a vampire looking. Um, yeah. It's like carved with all this crazy stuff. And, and she's standing there because he calls and says, oh, uh, you're probably doing that thing. Because he's leaving her a message on the answer machine, which is also mm. a relic. And was really, oh, yeah. really useful for TV and storytelling. Oh, absolutely <laughs> it was. Um, so he's leaving her a message. He's like, I know you're listening, but not picking up. And she's standing there listening, not picking up. She's like, no, I'm not. Um, and she's like in her white nighty pajama thing and got her sling. And on the table is a Rubik's cube. And later, relic. and later when uh, Xander goes over there, she's got that three piece boom box. You know, that one that had that oh, middle yeah. one and then the two speakers that you can the move around. Speakers. So, yeah. I saw that and I was like, that is, that's funny. Yeah. But Anya's listening to this message and she's like, oh, wow, maybe Xander really is changing or like maybe I will go meet him and we can talk it out and all this stuff because she's having an existential crisis about her life and all this stuff. But he's like, come on over. And then so this is the first instance where replacement Xander leaves and real Xander is like attacking him. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're trying to steal my life. Get the fuck out of here. And then replacement Xander Gets away from real Xander. He punches him. And then, yeah, and then this is where real Xander's like, oh, fuck. I was going to get Buffy. I really need to get Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I was calling her earlier. I should have just stuck with that. I need to go get Buffy. Yeah. So real Xander heads on over to Giles' place. Not Buffy's, Giles' place. (laughs) So he goes there. It's just like, didn't we establish that they weren't going to all just meet at Giles' place anymore? That was the magic shop thing. And now we're we're back at Giles'. All back at Giles'. So they all go to Giles' place and Xander's like, all right, they'll be here and I'll talk talk to them about this replacement doppelganger situation. And oh no, look through the window. Replacement Xander is already there talking about how I'm the fake and we need to kill this fake because the demon created it. And Zan- real Xander's like, oh, I hope they don't believe him. I hope they don't believe him. And Bobby's like, we 100% believe you. We're going to kill that other Xander. Um, yeah. And he's looking through the window, the same window that Faith spied on him when she woke up. <laughs> like this is yeah. a like, similar <laughs> shot. <laughs> um, and I'm sure you were thinking this. Just go inside, Xander. Yeah. Go in and be like, no, don't listen to him. Here, let me prove. If you think that this guy is a demon, you wouldn't want him hanging around your friends anyway. Yeah. I'd show up. I mean, in well, it is kind of answered later on. Because why he doesn't go inside? Yeah, I would I would say that there is a reason why he doesn't go inside and like oh, try to gotcha, protect gotcha, his friends. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 
So now real Xander is all paranoid and he's like, oh, fuck, they already believe him. They're all trying to hunt me. Now I have the Slayer coming after me to kill me. She mm -hmm. thinks I'm a demon. Let me take inventory of who is here. We got Buffy. We got Riley. We got Giles. Who isn't here that I could trust? Ding, ding, ding. Willow. I'm going to go to Willow's. So he goes to Willow's place and he's like, Willow, I know this is crazy. But I am Xander. There's a doppelganger out there. And I will prove to you that I am real Xander. Okay? Here's only stuff that you and I would know. Okay? For my seventh birthday, I wanted... I forget what it was. But something about a seventh birthday. And then he says another thing. And he's like... And every Christmas, we spend together and we watch Charlie Brown Christmas. And I do the Snoopy dance. Here. I'm going to do the Snoopy dance for you. And he does the Snoopy dance. For a very long time, Willow just lets this go on. <laughs> <laughs> Willow used to be in love with this guy. Yeah. But now it's raining and real Xander looks like dog shit. Like he he was wearing a weird outfit before, but now he's gross and muddy <laughs> yeah. looking and wet and disgusting. And he's in a bad way. So Willow's like, okay, okay, Xander, I believe you. I believe you. Um, so what's going on? And Xander's like doing a very poor job of explaining what's going on, but he kind of spits it out eventually that, you know, remember when that demon shot me at the city dump, it created a duplicate. I'm the real one. Now there's a real, now there's a duplicate telling Buffy, Riley and Giles that I'm the fake one, but I'm the real one. You know, I'm the real one. I just did the Snoopy dance. Uh, so they're trying to come after and kill me. They were duped by the doppelganger. And Willow's like, okay, that is good information. Thank you, Xander. Let's try to figure this out. So then we cut back to uh, Giles, Buffy, Riley, and replacement Xander. And Buffy kind of deduces like, oh, this must have been a thing with that demon Toth. Uh, I think that Toth is behind this. And whenever he shot you, maybe it created a duplicate. And then real Xander and Willow also deduce that it is Toth. Well, so Xander, Willow says that it's Toth. Xander thinks it's a oh, robot. Oh, Xander thinks, yeah, he thinks it's an evil robot yeah. replacement. <laughs> so then we go back to replacement Xander and replacement Xander is like, oh, that's great. That is a good thought that it is this Toth guy. You guys go and hunt this other fake Xander, quote unquote fake Xander. I'm going to go meet up with Anya to protect Anya. And then real Xander is pissed and he's talking to Willow about like, I mean, this, this replacement Xander, he's living my life, but he's living it better than I ever could. Like he's confident. He's suave. He got a promotion. He got an apartment. Maybe I should just let him kill me and I'll die. He can go on living my life and people will be proud of me and happy to be around me because I'm just wasting my life. And Willow's like, what, dude? Are you serious? And she's like, I need your help in order to figure this out. And Xander's like, when have I ever helped? I never help. I'm always in. I was like, did this script get written by Xander Slanderer right now? He's on his pity party hardcore he's like i'm always the one getting in trouble i'm always the one in peril i'm the damsel in distress and i'm always in danger and willow's like you're not always in danger like buffy doesn't always save you sometimes it's all of us that saves you yeah 
And that's not true. Sometimes we all help save you, which is a great one. I think Willow yeah. in this scene is just amazing. She's great. Really? Allison Hannigan's think... got so many funny... Like, that's a funny line. The thing about Anya later is funny. Like, I don't know. So, Xander is like, I'm a humiliation. I'm no good. I don't have any worth in the world. I'm going to let this guy fucking live my life better than me. And... In my notes, I wrote, it's been like one day and the demon replacement Xander did nothing. He's just reaping the benefits of all of your hard work. And you're just like, ah, I'll kill myself. Not even reaping the benefits of all your hard work is basically the one job you did. You saw yeah. him get promoted and the application you filled out got accepted. Like, yeah. Which is still based off of the one job. It's not even like separate. <laughs> yeah. So then he's like, I'll just let him take over my life. There's nothing that he, he, that I have that he can't do. Wait a minute. There is one thing that I don't want replacement Xander to have. And it is my goyal friend, Anya. I care so much about Anya. And if he takes her away from me, I'm going to be so, so sad. (sighs) He says, I need her. And then Willow goes, really? Yeah. which is so good and then she's like it's crazy that you didn't think about her up until now which is then yeah. like a weird like it the show's doing like this weird thing of like xander does love her but then that like you didn't think about her till now kind of like undercuts it a little bit mm-hmm. um i could see xander after seeing his self for the first time, wouldn't first thing be like, gotta go talk to Anya because she's good with yeah. stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, what, I don't think she'd be the first thing that came to my mind either. Yeah, I mean, when Willow kind of guilted him about that, yeah. I was like, and then Xander has this line where he's like, "Well, wait till you have an evil twin and see how you handle it." And then he leaves, and Willow goes, "I handled it just fine." Yeah, because... she, like Willow's got some great stuff in this, even when he was like oh my god you gotta believe that it's me she's like why would i not believe that it's you i have not i have no reason Uh, it's just like yeah um so the pity party though it's they've been trying to force the whole like he mentions like being an adult and like this guy's better Mm -hmm. at being an adult than i am like none of your friends are adults dude giles yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) yeah dude like why are you feeling this bad about this like you have a job. None of them have jobs. I would I would see, like, the only thing it's giving him pressure is Anya at that one scene. Like, yeah. other than that, like, Willow's not like, dude, get it together. Buffy's not like, get it together. Riley's just yeah. like, hey, hey, hey. Huh? Dude, for all we know, Riley's homeless. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's living in a burned Or living school. in a mansion. Who knows? Who knows, man? But, uh... Yeah, like none of them have. At least Xander has a job. Like he's not going to college, which is. Like, I didn't know he oh, still had the construction way. job. Me neither, because he had like forty-five other yeah. jobs in the show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's the only one like actually making money. Like none of them, none of the other people have jobs. Sure, they're going to school, but like, or college, but that doesn't. Yeah. Eh. But anyway, so real Xander goes over to Anya's place. And he is like looking for her. She's not there. And he goes over to his her uh, message machine and he hits like the play button. And he hears the invite that replacement Xander 
He's like, yeah, I got the apartment. You know the one. Come on over at nine o'clock. And replacement Xander's like, oh, or real Xander's like, oh, no. She's already heading over there. I got to get over there fast. So then we cut to replacement Xander and Anya at the apartment. Fully furnished. Is it? They're sitting on the floor, though. Yeah, they're sitting on the floor, but there's couches. Huh. Yeah, they're having a random picnic on the living room floor, but no, there's... I mean, they did have a bed already in there. There's there's uh, two couches behind them, yeah. Damn. Man, I did not notice that. Yeah. Because I was like, why are they sitting on the floor? I guess it's because there's no furniture or whatever. But they're sitting on the floor. They have a little, like, romantic picnic in the apartment planned out, it looks like. And Xander's talking to Anya, and Anya's like, you really got this apartment? You really did it? And he's like, yeah, I got it because I knew that you wanted it. And I want to make you happy, and I want to please you. And they kiss. And then he asks... If they talked today, aside from the message that he left her, and Anya's like, no, why? And he's like, don't worry about it, babe. Yeah, she, don't worry about it. She's like, okay, that's a weird question. I'm not even going to ask a follow-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's got her own shit going on because yeah. she. the next thing that she says is like, all right, so we got the apartment. So what's next in life? And Xander's like, what? She's like, yeah, when are we getting a car? When are we getting a boat? When are we getting a puppy? When are we getting children? We, we need to do this fast. And... And Xander's like, what? What? What are you? What are you talking about? I just got this. Can we celebrate this for at least a night? And Anya's like, I don't have a lot of time left. Okay, I'm dying. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. And then Xander's like, What? You're dying? And Anya goes, Yeah, I may only have about like 50, 60 years left to live. And Xander's like, Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. That makes it sense. It was funny. I was like, yeah, that makes and it sense does. too. It, it yeah, so then, so then Anya kind of explains like, dude, ever since I've been turned back into a human, I've realized the fragility and vulnerability of human life. And I used to be a demon. I was like thousands of years old. And now, you know, me getting knocked out and punched and dislocating my yeah, shoulder. I got hit so hard. I got hit so hard that I dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> like so... <laughs> I'm it's worried. got me pondering existence. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of time left. And and then replacement Xander's like, oh, shit. Okay, now I understand why you're giving me all this pressure and all this stuff. And it must be freaky being thousands of years old and then realizing you only have this short amount of time, comparatively yeah, short yeah. amount of time left uh, to live. So... Now I understand why you're freaking out. But look, it's going to be great. And Anya's like, no, it's not going to be great. I'm going to get all old and wrinkly and my teeth are going to fall out. And I'm going to have to replace them with fake teeth that I stick to my mouth with an adhesive. And Xander's, and she's like, you're not going to like me or find me attractive anymore. And replacement Xander's like, dude, that is not true. Things will get worse, though. He's like, you are going to get old and wrinkly. And I can't guarantee that I will always be in love with you or whatever. I can't see the future. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think that's a beautiful part of life. And I would like to try to get through it together with you. And it's a kind of romantic thing. I I love it when they split these actors up and they get to play different facets, you know, like, yeah, like he's he's a smooth operator here. 
Yeah. Um, and I, what he's saying is like, all right, Val, like it's all right, sure. Yeah. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. As like when you when you're talking to a thousand year old demon and trying to like comfort her about her impending doom. Yeah. No, I I mean both things make sense. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I mean like it really tracks. Um and uh I, I did <laughs> I did wonder why she thought she'd get old and he wouldn't. Like Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to get old and you're not going to be a try. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get old. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, yeah, just have Willow whip up a spell. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he has no magic. So they kiss again and it's all romantic. And real Xander, uh, or yeah, real Xander busts in the door and he's like, get out of here. That guy's a fake. I'm the real Xander. And then replacement Xander stands up and he's like, no, that's the fake. I'm the real Xander. We have a whole which one do I shoot situation. And Anya is confused, but not really because she's like, I don't fucking like that disgusting looking Xander. I like this clean one that just promised he's going to get old with me. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to the gang researching. And meanwhile, the demon has not shown up at all no demon's still at large (laughs) and spike's scene is the last that we see of spike yes him kicking the head off that mannequin yeah so really convenient for him to find all the stuff that he needs to make a fake buffy while going to the city what a waste of time i know (laughs) (laughs) oh my god dude i guess if you got a chip in you you gotta waste your time somehow (laughs) you know Oh, he only knows one way to live and he can't do it anymore. So he's got to kick mannequin heads off. Passions is on hiatus till the fall. So, yeah. yeah. So the gang is researching about Toth and Willow shows up and she's there to tell them like, hey, you guys were talking to a fake Xander. The real Xander came to me and they're like, what? That can't be true. Because we were talking to the real Xander and you must have been talking to the fake Xander. Meanwhile, Giles is reading a book this whole time and he's like, oh my God, I just discovered something. And everyone's like, you always say, oh my God, uh, what did you discover? Oh dear Lord. Oh dear Lord, Lord yeah. Um, also, when Willow walks in, he goes, now I know I've locked that door. <laughs> Which is the moment I realized that the writers have fully crossed over into reading the comment sections <laughs> online. <laughs> Yeah, because it's we've been calling out this door locking thing for since last season. Yeah, and now they're just calling it out too. Like it's they are starting to listen to like fan stuff. You can tell, mm-hmm. and on Discord, people have mentioned it. Like, uh, this is where like chatting and commenting on stuff and blogs and fanfic and all that stuff was rising. Yeah, um, yeah. So Giles explains that he discovered in this book that neither of the Xanders are fake. And they're not demons. They're not robots. When Toth hit Xander with that Roman candle thing, it split his personalities into two separate bodies. So one of the Xanders is the cool, confident, smooth, suave Xander. And the other one are all of his worst qualities, which is like paranoia uh, feelings of abandonment and all that neur- neurotic stuff. Now, I'll say this. If this is supposed to be worst Xander, that's not the worst. You know what this reminds yeah. me of? It reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode where they get the toxins taken out of them. And there's like toxic Rick and Morty. 
and non-toxic. Mm. Um, mm. But they need, but if they need both sides of each other to be who yeah. they are and all that stuff. But like the toxic versions of themselves are toxic. Like this is like <laughs> not really. It's just like the weaker version of Xander, not like his worst impulses. Yeah, because the worst impulses of Xander would be way worse than this. Yes. Like, this is just, like, paranoid, neurotic Xander. Like, he's got... He's probably got some darkness within him, you know? They say that the plan for the demon was to shoot Buffy with it and split Mm -hmm. her into, like, a super slayer and then a weak, regular person. Buffy. And then Riley's like... But then there'd be, like, an all-potent, powerful slayer that he had to fight. And then... Jazz was like, well, he could just kill the weak one and then they would kill the other one. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, if one yeah. dies, they all die. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was an interesting take. Which but is- I feel like the super slayer would absolutely just demolish this demon before he even got a chance to get to weak Buffy. It's dumb. <laughs> it's a, it was interesting. It, it, no, I mean, I like this, but it's like demons are to come up with the dumbest plans. You know, it would have helped if... <laughs> If you could actually hit her with something, you know, yeah. like a bullet, that would solve your problem right away. <laughs> yeah. It's the Jurassic Park issue. This gun points a laser at your target, and then that laser makes the dinosaur chase after them. <laughs> you don't need a dinosaur if you have a gun pointed at a person. I love how often we bring up Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> We will never review those movies yeah. before watching <laughs> I refuse. Oh my God. I refuse. Uh, it's so funny. Maybe if they make a new one. Um, <sighs> but yeah, they need both halves to survive. So if weak Xander dies, then confident Xander dies, and then Xander is no more. Mm-hmm. So after we reveal this information, we cut back to real Xander and replacement Xander. And real Xander is like, that's not the real one. He's a fake. Replacement Xander is like, no, he's the fake. And I'm going to kick his ass right now. And I'm just like, do it, real (laughs) replacement Xander. I hate that fucking bullshit. Dirty, wet, stinky Xander. (laughs) And then dirty, wet, stinky real Xander is like, oh, yeah, you're going to kick my ass? Pulls a gun on (laughs) Whoa. Wow, wow, wow. Raising the stakes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this turns out to be Anya's gun. That's why he went yeah. to Anya's place. Well, I don't think it's why he went to Anya's place, but yeah, it's it a, is. Uh, no, because he went to Anya's place to get there before replacement Xander could. But then he's looking through her like dressers. But then he yeah, but then he does look through her dressers to okay, grab yeah. the gun. Okay. That's so, so it was a secondary thing reason why he went it was there. like well he's already with anya yeah i know she has a gun okay. how did he know she has a gun that's nuts dude i think it's fine i think anya would tell you that she had a gun for protection i don't think she's like yeah you know what she would <laughs> she's not like she's very blunt about yeah. everything she would be like yeah i've got a gun yeah i got um, 40 yeah. <laughs> um i think it's i'm completely fine with anya having a gun by the way too everybody, everybody needs to have some kind of protection especially a sunny deal I mean, I don't think absolutely. I don't think the gun's going to protect you from most of the things you need protection from. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really worried about regular criminal humans in Sunnydale, but uh, 
doesn't because I, I was going to be like, doesn't Xander have guns in his basement? Like, why would he go here to get the gun? But he went there oh, to yeah. get her. He went there to get her, and then he had no time to go back home. So, well, also at this point, dirty, stinky, terrible Xander was re- locked out of his own place. Remember? I don't think he was locked out. I think he didn't want to. Well, I, I think he just didn't want to get in. I'm sure he could knock well, he, on the front door. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, his folks would have to come home, and he could come down. Yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> unconfident Xander pulls a gun on confident Xander. And, and I was like, damn. And this is right when we know one of them dies. They both die. So it's like, ooh, yeah, added stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. Um, so then the Xanders and Anya gets in the middle of this. They all have a struggle because they do not want to shoot anybody. Anya gets in the middle of it. Uh, the gun falls to the ground. Uh, they're fighting. It's up in the air. They're all they're yeah. all on that up in the air thing. And I thought there were, somebody was going to fire it, and I was like, "Damn, this apartment situation is going to fall through real quick." No, the realtor said, "Like, wow, you yeah, killed someone." The realtor is going to come back. Like, you killed someone. You, you killed a gun. You killed Anya for me. <laughs> <laughs> you never told me you had a brother. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the gun falls to the ground, and then I don't uh, think the gun falls have- to the ground. It absolutely falls to the ground. At this point? Hmm. I know it does at some point. I think at this point, they like they all have their hands at it, and it's like up in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all, it's all up in the air. Yeah. So then we cut to Riley driving 70 down a, a regular neighborhood street. And Buffy's like, can you go any faster? I was like, I'm going fucking 70, dude. My biggest question here was, how has Buffy been getting around? Yeah, she's in this car. They're going seventy to get to this apartment from Giles' place, right? Mm-hmm. If Riley wasn't there and didn't have a car, how was she going to get there? Because we see her just like run to places. It seems like. Well, is Riley driving Giles's new car? No, it didn't look like it. Okay, because I was like, it, to me, it did look like a red convertible with the top up. Um, but I guess like Giles could drive her around. But sometimes she shows up to places without Giles. Like she goes to Giles' mm, yeah. place. You know, like, she's got Slayer speed, I guess. <laughs> she's just dead sprint. <laughs> yeah, we've seen her sprint across graveyards and stuff before. Yeah, but if they're going, se- she's not running seventy miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, fair. But uh, so then we have this conversation where Buffy is like. Man, Xander getting split into two. I have a question for you, Riley. And Riley's like, oh, what is it? I know it's going to be one of these freaking questions. Like, would you still love me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, do you ever wish that I was split into two? And Riley's like, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, Would you love me if I was a lamp? (laughs) Yeah, it's just like her bringing this up is like, I get it. It was kind of set up in the beginning where she's like, hey. Turn off your work stuff every now and then. But it's like, Buffy, he wouldn't even be alive if you weren't the Slayer. Like, yeah. He so she's like, uh, she's yeah. like, wouldn't you like me better if I didn't have all this Slayer stuff? Because then you could be in love with me while the Super Slayer is out doing Slayer stuff. And I could just be a normal girl and you'd be a normal girl. And I was like, hey, shut up, dude. Like, I, I love you for who you are. And without the Slayer stuff. You wouldn't be you, and I love you for you, and I love you, 
and you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I just want to say it one more time. I'm in love with you. And Buffy goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> we better get to Xander's place soon. Yeah. <laughs> Because if he kills himself, he's dead. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, dude, you're still not saying I love you back. Remember when Forrest died? But. <laughs> but we get a very, very. This is a setup for something that happens later that devastated my heart a little bit. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Buffy and Riley show up to Xander's new apartment in the middle of the gun struggle uh real or replacement xander has the gun now and he's like it's anya's gun and riley riley goes you own a gun (laughs) to anya and then as they're tussling and fighting buffy's like stop both of you right now you can't kill each other because both of you are real all right that xander over there that's the confident side of xander that xander over there that's the neurotic side of xander you're both real And we need to smush you back together to make you one whole person again. All right. Because you are both the real people. And and there's a joke there about like they both try to prove that they're the real Xander. And Buffy's like, guess what number I have in my head? And they both say 11 and a half. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So then. And then we talk about the nickel too. Yeah, I was going to say unconfident Xander is like, no, it's not true. He's not real. This can't be true because he has a coin in his pocket that has been putting people under his spell and convince them he used it on the construction site manager. He used it on the apartment lady and confidence. I will, I will say this to go back. It makes it seem like because we were saying like, why does Xander think this guy is living his life better than him if he hasn't done anything? He thinks the hypnotism is why this stuff is happening. So that is a that is a fair reason for him to be like, oh, I only got promoted because the hypnotism, not because he was Mm. just promoted because I looked like him. So that actually. But then it could be like, I got to get my hands on one of those hypnotism coins. True. But he doesn't think that he's. No, I think he does. No, he absolutely does. Because he doesn't mention the coin to Willow at all. When he's talking about how he's living his life better than him. Yeah, he doesn't, but like, I think he believes it because I think he believes the coin is working now. Oh, he absolutely. That's believes what I'm saying. That's what I think working. So he doesn't think that he got the promotion because of his work after. He thinks he but got. The, he wouldn't... think he got the promotion because he hypnotized him, right? I mean, it's still a little bit of a. Yeah, that's uh, a bit of a stretch. I feel. I think that. I mean, it's. But this is paranoid, Xander. Yeah. Like, he thinks this guy hypnotized. I don't think he thinks rationally that a person gave him a promotion for a job Mm. because of what he does. He thinks he's terrible at construction because of also paranoid standard. Yeah. But uh, he's like, he's got this coin that hypnotizes people. It's in his pocket. Don't let him use it on you. And then uh, cool and suave Xander pulls out the coin. He's like, what, this thing? And he shines it in Buffy's face. He's like, close your eyes, close your eyes. He's like, no, this is just a smushed up nickel that I found on the railroad tracks. And I thought it was cool. And I've just been kind of playing with it all day. And they're like, oh, so that was nothing? And he's like, yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Even cool, confident Xander is still a kid. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I mean, you can still kind of see a smushed up Washington or mm-hmm. Jefferson or whoever's on this uh, 
You can still see him on there. I think it's pretty sweet. And in the middle of this explanation, the demon guy shows up, Toth. And he shoots his little gun at Buffy again. How does he know where they are? No idea. He's got a tail on him. So basically he showed up at the magic shop, the dump where I guess he hangs out. And now Xander's new apartment. Xander's new apartment that he just signed a lease on. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. So he shoots the Roman candle gun at Buffy. She jumps out of the way. And everybody's like, don't let it hit you. Riley jumps in. He starts fighting this thing. And he's like, he's holding his own for a little bit. (laughs) And then he eventually gets shoved off. Then Buffy fights him. Buffy stabs Toth with a sword that Riley gives her. And Toth is no more. We're getting a lot so, of uh, alley-oop kills in these, uh, between this and Angel. Yeah. Yeah. little hint towards boys watching Angel, huh? So then after Toth is killed, the gang goes back to the magic shop and Giles is there. He's, he's creating a, uh, a pentagram on the ground mm-hmm. to reverse this spell. And everybody's like examining both of the Xanders. They're like, look at them. They're identical. And Buffy's looking, she's like, look, he's got the same scar here. They got the same this. They got the same that. And Riley is just sitting there. He's like, this is fascinating. Don't you just want to lock them in separate rooms and do experiments on them? It's like, man, he's still got the initiative in him. You can take the boy out the initiative, but you can't take the initiative out the boy. (laughs) I'm telling you, I love the weird darkness that's underneath Riley. Like, I I would have loved for Riley to be split. It's like it would be like a psychopath serial killer, and like yeah. the nicest like farm boy ever. <laughs> so everybody just kind of looks at Riley like, "What the fuck, dude? Are you kidding me?" He's like, "What?" <laughs> so then Buffy goes away, and Anya's like, "Oh man, this is crazy that you know, you guys are here." It's like I'm looking at two Xanders, and are you, you guys identical in every single way? Identical part you know what i'm saying wink 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 and then both of the like oh yeah we checked some stuff out in the car in the back seat and anya's like hold the phone everybody we don't need to do this can we just leave it for a night so i can have a three-way and get fucking eiffel towered by these two xanders (laughs) and everyone's like gross no (laughs) giles is like i want to pretend that i did not hear that (laughs) uh so they're like, all right. Giles and then, like, both. Giles and his orgasm friend. <laughs> I know. And so the Xanders are, like, really kind of getting along at this point. And they're like, yeah, this is awesome. It's kind of cool having, like, two of us. It's pretty sick. And they're like, no, 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 no. We got to put you two back together and make you whole again. Here's Willow the, dra- Here's the thing. Like, even Vamp Willow and regular Willow were getting along. <laughs> and yeah, like, eventually. Yeah. No matter what, they always get along. Well, I guess at the the root of everything, it is them, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but Willow's like, all right, no, it's time to do this spell, all right? She drags both of them in the middle of this pentagram. And they're like, is this spell going to take a long time? Is it really hard? And Willow's like, no, here's all we need to do. And then Willow goes, let the spell be ended. And Xander is one again. And I was like, what the fuck i loved it that's what we've, <laughs> that's what we've been saying they just say <laughs> that's what they've been doing normally and now they're just calling it out and making it even better like i i i loved, I, it. I loved it i thought it was 
perfect. <laughs> I I thought it was so stupid. I, Did you want them to go through an elaborate process? There? I wanted them to like light a candle or yeah. something. Like hey, say Giles say is it drawing, in Latin. Giles is drawing that thing on the floor. He did draw like a pentagram. Yeah. Like this is the most basic and like he literally just drew a pentagram and Willow said let the spell be ended yeah. and it was over. But she had to believe like, it. She had to believe that she wanted it to be over. She didn't even have like a book open. Like have a book or something. Like Here's this is way too simple. I loved it. But Amy the rat should not still be a rat. <laughs> Fair. They should bring her into the middle of that pentagram too and just be like let the spell be ended. Yep. And Anya is like, oh man, I liked it the other way where there's two of them that could pork me at the same time. Oh, well, we can dream at least. That's how her arm got dislocated. Yeah. So then we go to Xander's basement and Xander is moving out of the basement still. Still, he signed a lease. It's in, it's, it's real. This is a, this is a season of new locations. Yeah. So Xander's moving all of his stuff out. Riley's there. Buffy's there. Anya's there. I like, all helping I gotta him. say, I like Buffy and her baseball shirt. I don't know why. It kind of works yeah, for her. pretty good. Mm. That's pretty good. Um, so, will not be mentioned on the fashion report. But boy, does Buffy get a... She's going to be getting a lot. She's going to be getting a lot. Uh, so, Anya's there just kind of like reading a book, not helping at all. Xander is there. He's starting to get nostalgic. And he's like, oh man, it's kind of crazy. Like... You know, I hated living in this place, but now that I'm moving out, I'm getting a little nostalgic. Like, over there, that's where me and Anya drowned a blah, blah, blah demon. And there's where I got my heart ripped out. And over there's, you know what? I fucking hate this place. I'm glad that I'm moving out. Mm-hmm. And so he walks I mean, over. Granted, at the other place, you ran into your doppelganger, split personality, and she killed a demon in, yeah. in there. So, like, the first night there was just as dangerous as the magic shop yes absolutely <laughs> and the basement yeah. like everything is is terrible in this yeah. entire city like you're not gonna have good memories no. so Anya's not wearing her sling anymore and buffy's like oh you're all healed up and, and she's like yeah i'm ready to go on living my life as a fragile pathetic weak human being i guess but i guess i'll learn to be more careful so anya or, or uh, xander walks over to Anya. And he's like hey you mind helping and she's like, what? Why do I have to fucking help? This is bullshit. This is stupid. Why don't we just like pack up Buffy? Why can't she do it? She's got super, super strength. Let's use her like a packing mule. And Xander's like, will you please just help? I'm asking you nicely. And Anya does like the Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer where she's like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, dude, Anya's the worst in this episode. Xander has the patience of a saint dealing with Anya. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, I like Anya as a character. I think she's funny. She mm-hmm. has not crossed over too many times into, like, the loving. Like, there was a There's one. There's that one time. That one time. Where she, like, cuddled him on the bed. Yeah. But other than that, it's mostly, like, <laughs> just saying the most awkward stuff around his friends being mm-hmm. inappropriate like she, you can't take her anywhere no like she's a basement girlfriend <laughs> like <laughs> like you're not going out on double dates and dinner like that her and riley and buffy hanging out is just awkward yeah right? yeah and willow so doesn't she eventually, like her willow doesn't like yeah her. 
And I mean, with good reason, like she's the worst in this. Like this is the worst I've ever seen. Like they upped it and I get she's having an existential crisis. But like even after they had the conversation about growing old together, like this scene, she's still the worst. She's not helping at all. You know what got me is that she didn't react when the two Xanders were joking about the real estate agent coming on to him. Yeah, that's what I was. He was like, yeah, we had that babe macking on us. Yeah. And they're like, okay. I thought that somebody was going to say something. Yeah, they were like, stand in the middle of the, the circle so that she can say her line and get you back. But I was like, <laughs> is no one going to react to them having that lady hit on them? Like, Riley should be like, her? She hit on you? <laughs> After all, she saw. <laughs> Anya's not but, jealous or anything? Like, crazy. But, uh, yeah, so Anya eventually helps. And she goes and takes a box outside. So now we're left with just Riley and Xander in the basement. And they decide to have a nice little chat. And and uh, Riley's like, huh, you really do love her, don't you? And uh, Xander's like, yeah, she's pretty great. You know, she has her faults, but I really do. I'm a big fan of Anya. And Riley's like, I know what you mean, man. Sometimes when I'm with Buffy, I feel like I'm, you know, split in two. You know, because part of me is just like on fire and I can't keep my hands off of her and while the other part is like so calm and peaceful and it's like such a weird dichotomy but man i fucking am so in love with her and it's crazy but the worst part about it is she doesn't love me and i can tell that and i was like and then it lingers on like like and then Buffy comes over and like hey and then kisses him and then we just uh-huh. get like the shot of Xander like just looking like after that bomb has just been dropped yeah and Xander is like sad for him it's <laughs> yeah. like damn dude <laughs> like wh- I did not expect this episode to end like this at yeah, all yeah it was a bummer like I talk about how Riley's bland and milk and fucking bread yeah. and just plain Greek yogurt he is a nothing boring guy. But when he was like, I love her so much, but I know that she's not in love with me. And I've been like saying like, yeah, Buffy hasn't said I love you back. Yeah. Like nobody says I love you back in the show. I know. And she's when he drops that. She's got to get with Spike. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when she dropped that bomb, when he would drop that bomb, uh-huh. it sunk me. I was like, damn, dude. That is the crazy thing about people who still don't like Riley. Like, after all, like, I don't know what happens the rest of his run on the show, whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, people that we talk to on Discord, they've seen all of the, the whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're still like, I don't really like Riley. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I got a little bit of sympathy for him, at least here. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I still don't like him, like, as a character, but I yeah. feel bad for the character now. I think they could have done so much more with this character. I think the idea of this character is fine. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a... Like, the way he says this with his, like... Where he always kind of has, like, that smile on his face. Mm-hmm. When he says she doesn't love me. And then she comes right over and he kisses her. And, like... It's so painful. I man. don't know where this goes right away. Yeah. Because... Yeah. And Xander knows it, too. So, like, this is an interesting thing because he is one of those, like, he's going to talk about it. He's going to bring it up. Well, it's also, like, Xander didn't even have a chance to be like, no, I'm sure she loves Like, yeah. as soon as Riley's like, she doesn't love me. He, like, 
boxes something up and Buffy comes back in and Xander's just left there kind of stunned like damn it was tough man and like seeing him kiss Buffy immediately after that it was like dead man walking like (laughs) you know what I mean and I gotta say I would be doing exactly what Riley was doing in this situation Mm -hmm. Uh, I think if you're in Sunnydale she doesn't love you right Mm-hmm. But she still hangs out with you. You got to still hook up. Not that bad. You're not protected. That, and you're protected. <laughs> like, it's, it's not the worst thing. Yeah, but if you want love in like, your I life, know. I mean, he, so. he's gotten to a certain point where he's going to be like, I got to leave this. But, man, yeah. it's like a, it's like one of those people marrying for money or something. It's like. Yeah. yeah he's like, just like a husk of a man. Like, uh The I mean, now that he's like admitted it and admitted it to Xander of all people, like yeah, because like right before Xander's talking about like I'm not still in love with Buffy, yeah. I don't have a crush on her, yeah. not that I ever did. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> I know I'm I got not way more. I got way more important. You can have her, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if she randomly hooked up with you one day, I'd be like, sure, I guess that's who she loved. Like, <sighs> it's heartbreaking. A, it's a gut punch from a character that the episode wasn't about at all. Well, it was a gut punch because, as we know, as everyone that listens to this show, podcast knows, we haven't seen it. And when I'm calling out, like, she doesn't say I love you back. Yeah. Like, I thought it was, like, this huge joke, like a mistake or something. Oh, yeah. And when it's finally acknowledged and it's Riley's like, yeah, she never says it back. And I say it and I'm so about her and she's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I thought that this was fun and games and funny and, like, a mistake. And it's real. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks. Yeah, it's no way they missed that on purpose. Because, like, I, I've always said this. The love thing is just such a such a media construction of, like, oh, when is the moment he says I love you? It's like, you know, people could say I love you and not mean it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. word. It's just a simple word. But they put so much weight on it. Um, mm-hmm. And it works for, like, TV and rom-coms and movies and stuff where it's like, Oh my god, they said it. You can play the music swell and you're like, oh great. Um, but yeah, he does say it twice to her and she doesn't do it. Yeah. At least twice that I can recall. Yeah. Like when Forrest died and in this episode. I think he did it before Forrest died too. It might have been a time before that that she said. Yeah, something. I think yeah. he does. Yeah. So it might be yeah, three. Um <laughs> she should. Hey, are you talking about loving me again? Because uh, I just crashed a car out front. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He does always say it at very inopportune times, it seems like. <laughs> like when Adam is like terrorizing town, Forrest just died. And also when Xander, there's a demon yeah. and all this stuff, they're driving to kill a replacement demon or whatever. He's just like, hey, I love you. If I were Buffy, it would make sense to be like, we've got more important stuff right now. Can you, can we you know put what? a pin in this? No. Now I'm going to... I'm going to defend Riley's uh, time of saying it. They're driving. And she goes, would you like me more if I was? Oh, yeah. She doesn't love him. But she still wants to guilt him into liking her more. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, come on. That's why he's like, I don't want to have this conversation. Like, why do I have to prove? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That is a great point. She does the whole, would you love me if I was a lamp situation? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, I love you. And she's like. Cool, cool, cool. That's all I needed. No. Ew, you love me? Ew. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> ha ha, you love me. Loser. 
<laughs> you and your feelings. <laughs> This is the first time we're driving, huh? Is this, <laughs> this is because you're on the open road. You're, you can really clear your head and you really feel this love nerd. <laughs> I do. I kind of want that to happen. I want Buffy to just go down like just bad, bad girlfriend, Rob. <laughs> just making fun of Riley, trying to get him to break up with her. And yeah, this loser loves me. Get it? Oh, I mean, I get it. I'm cool, but like... <laughs> oh, oh, you're gonna be nice to my mom so she likes you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's next? You're gonna be nice to my fake sister that's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and that's also where the episode ends. You got any final thoughts about the replacement, Vance? No. Uh, what did we What did we predict? Uh, I don't know if he had any guns. Don't know. I mean, it wasn't this. No. Um, I think it was like we were talking about how Dawn was replacing somebody. Mm, That's how yeah. we what we predicted. So we, I mean, we were way off, yeah. regardless. Uh, the next episode is titled "Out of My Mind." It's just Riley confessing his love and get confronting Buffy about the love situation. Uh, gosh, out of my mind. Um. I think this is going to be a Giles something. I think mm, we're going to do okay. something with Giles in the magic shop and he's going to lose. He's going to go. It's going to be crazy. Okay. It's going to be a. a Giles loses his marbles. A Doctor Strange uh, madness. What's, what's that? Multiverse of madness? Yeah. He's going to look Involving at. Involving Giles. He's going to look at a crystal in the magic shop and like get sucked into it and split into 80 different personalities. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's well, the, all right. That's, that's a good prediction. <laughs> That's my I prediction. Like I mean, I'm predicting the Riley stuff because he does, when he's confessing her right before she says uh, that Forrest died, he's like, I, when, they, when I'm so in love with you, I'm out of my mind. I can't even think straight or whatever. So that's what makes me believe that that would mm-hmm. be playing into it. But uh, who knows? We'll find out next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, sign up for our Discord. Sign up for our Patreon. To We got Boys Watching Angel, Joe's Fashion Report, Boys Watching Movies with Renfield. Uh, Amazon wishlist, throne wishlist, whatever. Um, just follow the Instagram at Boys Watching Buffy. Email Boys Watching Buffy at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get a sh- 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 shout out, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or do the Spotify screenshot thing to my DMs at Joe Welke. And yes, yeah, stay tuned next time for what we talk about out of my mind. Buffy's like nobody else in the world. When I'm with her, it's like, it's like I'm splitting too. Half of me is just on fire, going crazy if I'm not touching her. The other half is so still and peaceful, just perfectly content. Just knows this is the one. But she doesn't love me. <laughs>